Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Lord, you are the only one who is worthy to open the scrolls and break the seals. Reveal yourself to us in the pages of scriptures, for we are thirsty for you. Holy Spirit, our teacher. Holy Spirit, our standby. Reveal Christ to us as we hear God's word. And your word says that the spirit entered me when he spoke unto me. Lord, as your word comes, let your spirit enter us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. This month, is the theme of this month is a month of relentless pursuit of the Holy Spirit. Relentless pursuit of the Holy Spirit. The theme of the month is relentless pursuit. Originally, it's supposed to be a month of praise. But the Holy Ghost moves us in a different direction. Relentless pursuit of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, if there's something you need most, is the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Because in Psalm 63 verse 1, it says, My soul follows hard after thee. Early in the morning will I rise up and seek thee. My soul follows. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Uh, Give me the King James. Give me the King James, please. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. Verse 3. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall pray. Go to the verse 2 again. Verse 2, sorry. So, verse 2. Okay. To see thee and to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen in the sanctuary. My soul thirsts for you. And this is, see, God, one of the things God likes is for us to pursue him. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm about to say something very interesting. Which every British and European modern day woman must hear. Hmm. Every normal woman loves it when she's pursued. Unless you are sick. (laughs) So, if you see a woman pursuing a man, hashtag something wrong, something wrong. It's not meant for a woman to pursue a man. It's meant for the man to pursue a woman. And until he marries you. Because if he doesn't marry you and you make yourself available, you will end up pursuing him. Marriage is making him committed. Because once he stays with you, you realize that you are not all that. (laughs) There are things you know he doesn't know. 
<laughs> so sometimes you get very worried the way he's pursuing you because you feel like he's, he's investing qualities into you which you know you don't have. <laughs> he's being deceived by the hips, fingertips, and lips. <laughs> Husbands, learn how to pursue your wife, even when she's pregnant. It's even better. Oh, it's true. Pursue your wife. Let her, let her feel you always want to be with her. Let your wife know that she's the one you want. I didn't say your partner, I said your wife. It's very important. Because most times when the men get married, some of them who look very spiritual really are not very um, encouraging. See, some of, the, some of the images you see, you see on, at the beach, the man is running after the woman. Usually it's not the, it's, it's nice. So they say. When you look at the pictures, then you remember, this is what I thought we were going to do. And look at what he did to <laughs> it is, It's okay if a man pursues a woman. Now listen to me, sisters. The fact that a man is pursuing doesn't mean it's right for you. Wow, wow. So it's okay if a man is trying to chase you. That's how it's supposed to be. Don't be upset. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, some can be upsetting because you didn't expect this guy. What does it take me? What does it take me for? By faith. Yeah. Most of the Christian brothers pursue sisters by faith. And their sisters find it very offensive. Because there are some brothers here, you are not married, and the test of woman you are looking for is never within reach. It will not work. It will not work. You are not her type. She doesn't like you. Understand it. What's your problem? And I say, by faith, I claim my will Come on, shut up. Be realistic. Hey. Lara Messi. Sometimes, women do agree with sometimes you really, you need a man, but this is not what you meant. This is, this is, not, this is not what you meant. Why? Someone who can be your grandfather, what is he looking for? What was the Why? What crime have you committed? Even if, if there is a king that sing, not this kind of. So the point I'm making is that it's okay for a man to pursue you. A man so hello. You're wondering, why does he keep saying hello? You know that he's interested in you, but maybe you're already committed. And then three of them, that's, don't let it enter your head. Because when a man is interested in you, it doesn't really mean anything. No. <laughs> yeah. Some of you have noticed that already. He was so interested in you, so he, he laid hands on you. So, 
Most of the ladies have been trained to put so much emphasis on themselves to make men interested. It's just their eyes that is distracted. And they, if you sometimes think they are interested, so they see you and they like, what? What's this? Because a woman's body has never kept a man and can't keep a man. Makeup doesn't keep a man. Actually, it can offend a man. Do you know why? Because when he comes close and he realizes that you are full of junk, excuse me, you are full of junk, and you are using this makeup to cover it, it's actually obsessing. Then he's wondering, what is this? Did, did, did someone say it's very upsetting here? It's very upsetting. It's, yeah, it's true. It's true. It feels like you're a 419. You're a frustrated. And then it feels like I deserve something better. But in his day of need, he feels, oh, sister, how are you? I want to be with you. But it doesn't mean it, though. He may think it means it, but no, 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 no. <laughs> so, God desires us to pursue him. Many religion never teaches you that. God actually desires us to pursue him. You are so hungry for him. You desire him. He says that blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You desire him. In, in the book of Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3, he said, I will pour water upon the, the thirsty land and floods upon the dry ground. He said, For I will pour water upon the test, uh, upon, upon him that is thirsty, and flash upon the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. Amen. He said, I will pour my spirit. I will pour my water. I will pour water. It's your thirst that determines what God will pour on you. So you see, this is one of the things I want to, I want to advise you, my brother and my sister. Never pursue God based on how someone is pursuing God. Not even your wife or your husband. Because your, your wife's pursuit of God, hunger for God may be very low. But you genuinely, you're hungry. And then you're saying, oh, today, are we going to go for the prayer meeting? You call your friend to determine whether you do the fasting or not. You call your friend to determine whether you go to church or not. You are not serious. Because he may not be hungry. But you know God is working something in your spirit. And sometimes someone may be an usher, but not hungry for God. And the person can give you a bad seat and you are very upset now. And you who are hunger for, hungry for God, they destroy your hunger. You allow an, a, a someone who is not hungry to spoil your pursuit. So you have to, you have to choose your battles right. Hallelujah. He said in John chapter 7, verse 37, on the last day, the great day of the feast, he says to that with a loud voice. They waited for the last day with a loud voice and cried, verse 38, that he, whoever is thirsty, he said, and Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And drink. So going to drink is a function of your thirst. He said, don't bother coming if you are not thirsty. I'm only addressing people who are thirsty. Are you thirsty for the Lord? Some of you are here. You may, you, may, you may be caught in some relationship with a certain woman or certain man, and it's really driving you crazy. It's, you, you, it's like you are hooked up to it, but people don't know how really hungry. You just want God. So even though you have a messy thing, your hands are messy, you keep coming to church. 
please, I want to encourage you, keep coming. God responds and reacts to your thirst more than to your hands. He didn't say anyone who is, said, Jesus said, if any man is perfect, if any man is okay, if any man is behaving right, he didn't say that. He said, if any man tests, if you are tests, come. That's why you have to be careful how you judge and treat people when you find out about their mess. Some of you have been in situations, you are in, especially, I mean, when you fall in love, it's bad. When the desire for the person has enraptured your emotions, you can't sleep. And sometimes you, how many of you know that there are times you know this is wrong, not wrong, right? You know this is wrong. You just hate it. But it just, it's like a, 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 a sheep to the slaughter. And you are going. You say, oh, I don't want to go. But you are going. I don't want to go. But you are going. And some of you may find yourself in a messy situation. You are crying. And as one of, a certain sister came to me some time ago who went to do ministration with a man, a man she wasn't married to. Wow. All kinds of men. And so when she came to me and she said, I didn't want it, Pastor. When it was happening, I was crying. <laughs> no, it, not romantic cry. <laughs> but most of you got it right. I was with a man, and we were doing it. But I was broken hearted. I know men. Oh, I said, oh, Dinah, mm. Dinah. Mm. In fact, a man came to me. He said he told his girlfriend, the one he wanted to marry. He said, I told him, hey, any time I come on you, I want to come and do. He said, please, just slap me. Do something wild. The next morning, I'll thank you. And he said, this woman never helped me. He said, even in my, in my, in my days of we, the days I'm a bit strong, she will actually come and visit me, and when I'm quiet, she will sit on my, uh, on my lap. When the guy got the chance, the way he cut himself off the woman. Oh yeah. That's it. Cut himself off the woman and he, I feel free. Yes, yes, yes. So now you, you go and say that, hey, what are you doing with the woman over there? You don't know. The man was thirsty. He's hungry for God, actually. But his flesh, you know the flesh doesn't fear God. Oh, no, no. <laughs> hey. And a sexually aroused body does not fear God, though. No, no. All the, all the scriptures. <laughs> all the scriptures jump out of your head. <laughs> Do you have a witness in the house? Yeah. Some people can't say anything because they, they, are, they, are, they are actual people who say anything. <laughs> MI5. Sister, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You will go and by yet still come to church. Yeah. And you don't want anybody in church to see because they won't understand. They will think you are that hypocritical. 
You, you, there are times you didn't want to go to church, but there is something, hunger for God. You, you actually want to be in church. When you saw the young people going to preach, you knew that this is me. This is what I should be doing. I'm hungry. God responds to hunger. Amen. God responds to hunger. Keep doing anything that will fuel your hunger for him. When you are hungry for him, you get his attention. Your hunger for God is what secures his attention, not the prayers you have received. In the name of Jesus. In fact, I've seen people who, when the anointing come on them, just cannot even cover them. Kung Fu. This one, Kung Fu Panda Church sister. <laughs> In fact, two weeks ago, I we finished there some. Phew. And for some reason, they come prepared. And one sister, and then they, they, oh, she just can't cover because they, oh. but there was one sister who snapped. How much I remember? <laughs> he has been meaning and she's been talking. So when the spirit came on her, the <laughs> <laughs> Bible says in John, the one I was reading, the Bible said, For this spake he concerning the Spirit, which those, John chapter 7, verse 38, 39. Can you put it on the screen, please, quickly? John chapter 7, verse 38. But this spake he of the Spirit, which when he was talking about the thirst, he was actually referring to the Spirit. Did you see that? What he was talking, he was actually, is the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the, Holy, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Why was the Holy Ghost not yet given? Because Jesus was not glorified. So it's very important to understand that God wants us to thirst for his Spirit. I'm talking about the pursuing the promised spirit. Pursuing the spirit. We have to pursue the Holy Spirit. Why do we have to pursue the Holy Spirit? A few points I've written here. Number one, the reason why you have to pursue the Holy Spirit is number one, he is the Alos Paraclete. You know what I mean? I told you the other time. He's the another comforter. He's the comforter. I told you the comforter is comfort with strength, okay? Come with fort, strength. Latin ways. So comfort means coming with strength. So when Jesus said that I will send you the comfort, I'm, I'm sending someone who is coming with strength. He's not coming to do it for you, but as you do it, he's coming to strengthen you to do it. John 16, 7, he says that because I said I was going, nevertheless, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Uh, go to verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. But because I said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Why? Because Jesus told them he was leaving. He was going. I'll go to the next verse, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you, not for me, for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, you see, com- see the, cap- the sea's capital, talking about a deity, divine personality. But he's the one who comes with strength. If I do not go, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he is a, Jesus said, it's necessary I go. In other words, it's necessary he comes. 
So why do you need the Holy Spirit? Because it's expedient. The Spirit of God is expedient. The, he's the Allah's Paracletus. He's the one who is coming with strength. He's just like Jesus. No difference between the Holy Spirit and Jesus. The only difference between the Holy Spirit and Jesus is Jesus had a physical body. But the Holy Spirit, and Jesus can be at one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit can be in everybody at the same time. I mean, all, everybody who receives him. Many people at the same time. And be different places at the same time. Everywhere. So Jesus said, this is the kind of thing I want to do. And I can't, as long as I stay in the flesh, I'm restricted by the flesh. So I need to put down the flesh and then come back as a living, life-giving spirit. And that's the comfort. And the same, but no difference. And this time I'm going to be inside you. In John chapter, I think, from, um, 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 14, John chapter 14, verse 17, 16 and 17, somewhere there. It talks about, he is now with you, but he will be in you. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. John chapter, I, I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Another, Allah's paracletus, okay? Another comforter, that's the same, it's like me. All right, then go to the next verse. Verse 17 says that, the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive, because he sees him not. But you know him. Why? Why? But you, you know him. Why? For? And he shall be in you. So he's with you, but now he's going to be in you. That's the difference. That's the difference. So he, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because it's expedient for us to receive the um, comforter, the Allah's paracletus. Number two, I want to give you six points quickly. Number two, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Because after conversion, that's the next thing. What's conversion? Once you become a believer, okay, even it takes the Holy Spirit to be a believer, but once you become a believer, the next thing is that in Acts chapter one, verse, in fact, I just quoted the scripture and it got my attention earlier in John chapter um, seven, verse 38. John chapter seven, verse 38. When he spoke about the Spirit, verse 39, he said that, but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe. So you have to believe on Jesus, then you will receive. They that believe should receive. After believing in Jesus, you receive the spirit. All right, in Acts chapter one, verse eight, he says that, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. These are believers. He told them, don't go anywhere, wait till you receive. Because it's necessary. So after you, have, you believe, the next thing is you receive. In Acts chapter 9, verse 17, this is talking about Paul, Saul, and Ananias. Ananias went into Saul's house, and he says that, and Ananias went in his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to you on, uh, on the way as you... As, you, as thou cometh, has sent me that thou mightest do what? Receive thy sight and what? Be filled. After you have met Jesus, I found out, sir, that after you meet Jesus, after you meet Jesus, this guy had a personal encounter with Jesus. But when he came to receiving the Holy Spirit, it required a contact with another agent. Someone needed to come and do that job. I'm going to show you in a minute further that. So after he, get, he got born again and he surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, Ananias had to come, and the main reason he had to come was one, for healing and then two, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the healing agent. 
Amen. Amen. So after conversion is the Holy Spirit. In fact, I left out Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Bible says that, verse 37 says that, and when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they asked, brethren, and when they heard these things, they were, they were pricked into their heart and they said, they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, look at this, this is it. Let's all read what Peter said. Let's go, let's read it out loud. Let's go. Some of you are not reading. Read it out loud. Let's go. Mission of sins. And he shall receive the gifts. Did you see the progression? See the, how it follows? What did Peter say to them? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Christ Jesus, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive. So after remission of sins, after repentance, the next thing is actually, ah, I like this, thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason why you repent is that the Holy Spirit can come into you. So after repentance, the, the next thing you should be chasing, once, ah, I like this, once you land in church, don't be looking for breakthrough. Look for the spirit. Thank you. For the spirit. The, the reason why there is acute shortage of breakthroughs and miracles in the church is because of the pers- lack of pursuit of the spirit. I said, I said this when a revival started some time ago. I said that many of the churches in our days have been organized to attract people. So we are doing things that people would like. In fact, sometimes we have to jazz and change our music and our singing so that we can attract a certain kind of congregation. So many pastors are racing to, to, to organize their church, to fashion the church to attract people. No, that's the wrong way. For you have, we have to organize the church and fashion the church to attract the spirit. When the spirit comes, people will come. Let's let's pursue the Holy Spirit. You want a breakthrough? There's something that is better than breakthrough. It's the Holy Spirit inside him. Is all the breakthroughs? There's no one breakdown inside him. So, so. And in Acts chapter 19, verse 2, I like this one. Before we go to 19, verse 2, I think, Acts chapter 8, verse 15, listen to this. Let's all read it out from the screen. Today, I want us to be doing some reading. Is that okay? Let's go. Let's read it out. I think let's start from verse 14. Let's start from verse 14. Now, apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John. Verse 15. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might. Verse 14. Let's read the first line again. Let's go. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria has received the word. That's the first statement. When they heard that Samaria, what does it mean for Samaria to receive the word? They have received Christ. They have been born again. When they were born again, they then sent Peter and John that after born again, the main thing is, so verse 14 said, who when they came, verse 15, sorry, said, who when they came, prayed for them. Why? For what people, that the prayer topic was that you might receive the Holy Ghost. Your marital challenge, it's just asking for Holy Ghost. That medical challenge is calling for the Holy Spirit. That child parenting challenge is calling for the Holy Spirit. No stubborn child 
can stubbornize the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Say Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 19, verse 2, when verse 1 says that whilst Apollos was at Corinth, that's one of my favorite scriptures, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain disciples, what was verse 2? What did he ask them? Let's go. Wait, 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 hold on. Some of you are not interested in reading. But you see, your confession is what becomes your possession. Let's all read it out loud together. Even before. Let's go, let's go. Have you received the Holy Ghost since? One more time. Can I hear the ladies reading out loud? Ladies, let's go. Is that your best shot? Sisters, I know you are the best. Sisters, one more time. Can I hear the men reading? Gentlemen, let's go. That the men sounded better. No, I normally don't believe that. Men, let's see again. Let's go. Wow. Wow. Oh, I've always preferred the ladies, but maybe Auntie Dick, let's go. The ladies have got it. happened to you? Have you received the Holy Ghost? That means, once you believe, Holy Ghost! Once you believe, it's all now, all Holy Ghost. Once you believe, now, all Holy Ghost. Normally they ask you, after you finish, maybe you see your, your, your lecture, your professor, someone, after three years of leaving school, or finishing uni, or finishing the course, you know what they will ask you? After your survey, have you got a job for it? You know what I'm saying? That's what they will actually ask you. Because that's their, their. So that means your certificate is not just there for decoration, it's there to work with it. So he says, Have you received the Holy Spirit? You believed, so you received the Holy Spirit. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need to pursue the Holy Spirit? Because after conversion, that's what comes after conversion. Number two. Number three, okay. Number three, thank you. Number three, <laughs> I like this one. That is the only way God can use you. Is there anyone here who wants God to use him? Yes. I know some people don't mind. Let, let's see, let's see. Is there anyone who wants God to use you? Yes. May I submit to you, the only way God can use you is through the Spirit coming on you. Bible says that in Acts chapter 6, verse 3, it said, look out amongst you. Wherefore, brethren, look ye amongst ye seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. The only way God can use you is when the Holy Spirit is on you. It is not your Bible school that makes you qualified to be used by, the, by God. No. Before I went to Bible school, I was casting out a lot of demons. Only way God can use you is by His Spirit. Because you can't do anything for God. That's why He told them, wait, 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 don't wait. Why are you going? Wait. It's like they say, oh, tomorrow morning I want to give you a message to send to um, 
to go and give, I want to give you a parcel. It is this brother's birthday or my mother's birthday or my uncle's birthday. I want to send you tomorrow to go and give a parcel. And the morning I'm calling, where are you? So I'm, I'm on my way to your uncle's place. What are you going to do? You say you send me. No, I said I'm going to send you. So I, you need a parcel to go. The parcel is here, you are going. <laughs> Some of us are attempting to do something for God. Don't bother. It will work. Get filled with the Spirit. Pursue the Spirit. The closer you get to the Holy Spirit, it is auto invariable. It's automatic. Something begins to happen through you. Sometimes you may not even have to speak to someone. They, by just past coming around you, gets impacted by the Holy Spirit. Did you hear the gentleman? He says that this morning, a Muslim said, I was wishing, wishing someone would come in. I, I, no, I was wishing to know more about God or I want to get closer. Some people were coming from London to Birmingham. Several miles away. How would they know this lady was looking? How would they even know to, where to pass to meet her? It's the Holy Spirit. Church can never be church without the Holy Spirit. Any church that is losing touch with the Holy Spirit is really losing relevance. I'm going to say something. I mean, obviously, always I will say it because I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's about women. You know, that, that false breast, eh, it may look very nice, the foam may look very uh, appealing, but listen, it can never breastfeed you. <laughs> hey, hey, fake breast can never breastfeed. It looks like the right one. It looks even more powerful than the actual ones that have milk. But listen, fake breast. It can never breastfeed. It can never breastfeed. So this we can behave and look like church and everything powerful, but without Holy Ghost, we can never help any our generation. We can have huge uh, basilicas, cathedrals, huge meetings. I mean, how? Come on, look at the church in hotel. But when the Holy Ghost is inside, it doesn't matter. Anywhere, God said, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am. I'm, sub- I'm submitting to someone. You actually need the Holy Spirit, but you haven't realized. You haven't realized. Pursue the Spirit. Tell someone, pursue the Spirit. So, we need the Holy Spirit because God can use you. But the Bible says that, and a lion made a mistake and came on to attack, attack Samson. Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he held the lion. Uh, Judges chapter 14, 19. Look, give me 14, 19. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon and slew. Okay, so go to 14, chapter, verse 6. 14, 6. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him. He rent lion. No higher, no higher. Rent is King James. Change the, change the. Uh, <laughs> I know some of you are looking for accommodation. So when you saw the rent. <laughs> and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, upon him, and he tore, he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a goat. Do you see that? And the verse 19 said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He went to Ashkelon. And the Spirit, the Spirit, someone say the Spirit. Why you see someone doing anything for God? 
You see, you can also go and wear, wear white, white like Ben Hill. And organize and hire a major choir. And be singing, hallelujah. You can organize that, but you can't organize a miracle, can you? <laughs> you can't organize healings. So it does not, there are people who are mimicking what we do in church. They are intelligent guys. They've been to school, they've been in unions, scripture unions. So they look at what you do, so we can also do it. They think it's yellow shirt, they also go and wear yellow shirt. And Bible says that, this is, when I saw this text, it was serious. In Matthew chapter 23, um, I think verse 14, you don't want to see this. Jesus, good. Is it? Yes. This is serious. Listen. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows, uh, widows' houses and for, uh, for pretense make long prayer. Oh, okay. Go to the next verse. See, see what I'm about to say. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is won, you make him twice as much as the son of hell as you yourself. <laughs> you go and win people and make them twice as the sons of hell because God hasn't sent you you're not working with God some of you have been to churches you were almost made a son of hell how do you know a son of hell when they see people preaching they are attacking them when they see people doing the work of God they are upset they see other Christians as competitors that's a son of hell when you see people preaching on Peckham streets, winning souls, you ask, look at all this, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, hi. And they make a mistake, they come to you, are you born again? What, what do you mean, are you born Oh, I thought you a Christian. In fact, we met a few sons of hell in Peckham, a lot of them. One woman practically was charging on Pastor Ho. What do you mean? This all this thing you're doing. This, this, this. So, I thought you were a Christian. You said, yes, I'm a Christian. I been, I'm coming from a prayer meeting, okay? I'm coming from a prayer meeting. <laughs> you see, a son of hell. <laughs> Holy Ghostless. So, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Number one. Number two. Number two, what? After conversion, that's the number three. The only way God can is number four. Oh, I like this one. Before I say the number four, let's read, let's not turn into our Bibles because so far we have not actually turned. Acts chapter four. Is someone learning anything at all? I'm going to continue these things Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be very strong. Serious. Acts chapter four. Somebody is receiving a miracle today. I see someone here, by the end of the service, you will receive a testimony. You see what is going to happen. Acts chapter 4, verse 29, it says that, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. What did they ask for? They are praying that these people are threatening us. Lord, grant unto us that with boldness we may speak your word. Now, verse 31. And the Bible says, when they had prayed, when they had prayed, the place where they, sh- they, uh, they, they, they the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were, uh, uh, what were they asking for? They were praying for one topic and God gave them Holy Spirit. 
the true, real answer to prayer is the Holy Spirit. So maybe, don't you think it may be advisable? You probably focus much of your prayer on the Spirit of God coming mightily on you for your marriage, for your ministry, for your job, for your parenting, for your health. Maybe, don't you think it's probably maybe advisable, advantageous to focus a lot of your prayer for flow of the Spirit than just spend it, all of it, on just, I need this, I need that, I need that. Maybe asking, instead of asking for what you need, ask for the Spirit which you actually need. Pastor, you don't understand. My landlord is asking me to leave the house by tomorrow morning. I don't have anywhere to go. You can pray about it, okay? I understand. No, no, no. It says that by uh, in everything by prayer and supplication. So you can pray about everything. But the prayers that God answers fast and more is a prayer for the Holy Spirit. And watch this. When, maybe when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, your, your landlord is suddenly going to call you and say, please forgive me. In fact, I'm going to pay, I want you to live in the house for free next, for six months. And anytime you want to live, tell me. You remember the sister's testimony? The, the guys who he, she rent sublet the house for, the room from, said, how many notice, how many days notice? Three weeks notice, please find a place because the landlord is selling the house. The house is on the market, it's being sold and we have to leave. So we are leaving you to find. He said, but you can't give me three weeks notice and three weeks is Christmas. How do I find a property? He said, sorry, they can't be bothered. And she said, no, she prayed. The Holy Ghost came on her. She went to the, and then the actual owner of the property, who didn't actually intend to travel, is it he or she? Both of them or he? He said, I'm, I was back home, man. Nigeria. Something told me, come. come. I, didn't, I wasn't meant to come, but I felt something. She said, I should come. I came, and then she said, she, she, she met him, and he said that, these guys have asked me to leave. I know I have to leave, but can you give me extra time so I can, I can stay because I can't find a property? He said, you want to stay? Good. He said, okay. Then the, the whole flat, the, the whole house is yours. How many bedrooms? Four. Four. You alone, just stay there. And when you are ready to buy, let me know. Just live there. How much were they charging you for the room? This amount. He said, no. Stay in the whole house and I'm going to cut off, slash what you have paid. Hey. You see, you see what the Holy Spirit can do? And they said, you, if you need company, you can choose to rent out the, the other rooms if you want company. But we want you to be happy. So you don't have to rent anything if you don't want, just stay here alone. We were, actually, we wanted to sell the property, but because of you, we put everything on. We are not selling, just live inside as long. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I see God doing the same thing for somebody. I see the Holy Ghost doing it for somebody. I see the Holy Ghost coming upon you and answer your prayer request. In the name of Jesus, shout amen. So, the Holy Spirit is the actual answer to our prayers. 
So number four is why? Because he, the Holy Spirit, he is the real answer, the actual answer to our prayers. Number five. Oh, number five is so loaded. I don't know. Is it five or six? All right, then I missed one. Okay, number five is, oh, I like it. Say true blessing. He is blessed who actually has the Holy Spirit. You want to know a blessed church? Find out if you can smell the Spirit. They are blessed. Where the Spirit is, I will show you. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, the blessing of Abraham, the actual blessing of the Abraham. Okay. When you finish writing, I would like us all to read. Are you ready? All right, let's all read. Let's read it out. Let's go. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. All right, why? Verse 14, why? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Lord. See, he died on the cross, that the blessing of Abraham might come, and what's the blessing? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. That's the actual blessing. This whole running around for this, 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 this. If you can settle down and pursue the Holy Spirit, your life will be so colorful. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Your life, you will like the smell of your life. You will like the taste of your life because it's about the Spirit. And then number six. Why must we pursue the Holy Spirit? Number six. Someone say, shout the promise. God is a God of promises. But all the promises of God, there is the promise. All the promises of God culminate in one thing. He is the promise. The Holy Spirit is the promise. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says that for all the promises of God are yes and amen. And in him, amen. All right. In him, all for all the promises of God, in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Oh, that's a strong one. Did you see that? How does God get the glory? Through us, by us, by the promises being yes. Okay, so the promises being yes, people will see the glory of God in them. As people will see what God has done and they, they, point, they bring the glory to God. God actually wants to get glory through your life. Amen. So listen, what you may be going through, the challenge, the situations you may be going through, don't let it weigh you down so much, okay? Because God is going to get glory through your situation. Amen. Just pursue him. Just pursue God. Get closer to him because he is going to get glory through your health situation. He's going to get glory through your marital situation. He's going to get glory through your financial situation. He's going to get glory through your issues. Someone say amen. Amen. God, they say, oh, there's no God. I know. They will look at you and they'll be dumbfounded because they can't, they, 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 they just can't explain it. Your life is too much an evidence and a witness of the power of God. Of the glory of God. That's what I'm talking about. So shall it be this month. So shall it be this week. So shall it be for you this year. Your life will be a witness to the glory of God. Your life will be the demonstration of the power of God. Your life will be an evidence of the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. 
in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Talking about the Holy Ghost. In him, it's talking about Christ. In, in, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He is the Holy Spirit of promise. I can't go too much into what it means to be sealed. When your, your letter has not got a stamp on it, they won't, they won't take it off. That document, that legal document, what gives its credibility is your signature. But I didn't sign that. Yes, you did. But I, have not, I didn't say I wanted to pay monthly, uh, 30 pounds a month. You did. You signed it. That's the seal. The Holy Ghost is God's endorsement on your life. Amen. Thank you. Satan knows it. As soon as you get born again, he seals you with the Holy Ghost. You are sealed. You are sealed until the day of glory. You have the seal, the signature, the thumbprint of God, the endorsement. You know, I've, it's UK, I found out that even eggs, eggs, I found out eggs, maybe not all the eggs, but some of the eggs have been, but they have stamps on it. And meat, stamp, approval. Trade standards. Maybe well, the, most of the gadgets you you, you 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 have, they go through checks, make sure everything is working. Then certified. Approved. Now he said the Holy Ghost is the stamp on God that you are. You will say thank you, Jesus. When when right, he said when you have the Holy Spirit, that means that God has stamped you that you are approved, approved for heaven. What does it mean? Approve for heaven. What does it mean? Approve for testimony. What does it mean? Approve for your miracles. What does it mean? Approve for your blessing, for your breakthrough. That means that God has sanctioned that. Go and get it. Holy Spirit means that God has approved your miracle. He has approved your breakthrough. If you are sitting here and you can see my face, that means that your marriage, you are not married, your marriage has been approved. You will not say amen. I said if you can see my face, that means your marriage, your glorious marriage, This year, we are going to have a lot of marriages. Amen. A lot of marriages. Amen. It's going to be amazing. Amen. I didn't mean you, but... <laughs> we are going to have a lot of marriages. How many of you are ready to grab your own? You play, play shy about it. Go, go, witness the hands. Lord, witness the hands that I have. Lord! Receive it. All those who hands are up, receive it. All those who say, all those who says up, receive it. All those who hands are up, receive it. All those who says up, receive it. All those who says up, receive it. I just saw this month somebody's about to have promotion in your workplace. I just saw it. God is about to upgrade you concerning your salary. I see salary boost, salary upgrade. The Lord just showed me. This week, this week. It's starting from.
from this week, I see job miracles. I see miracle jobs. Jesus. If you are here and you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, next year by now you'll be carrying your own babies. Next year by now you'll be carrying your own babies. I prophesy by the power of the Holy Ghost. Next year by now you shall carry your own babies. It does not matter what they said cannot be done. If you are not saved, you are not safe because life is dangerous. Life is not under your command. I don't see why I should end this service without giving you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord, pastor, pray with me because I want to have this bread. It means I want to put all my confidence in him, all my hope in him. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your genuine desire, just lift up your hand and say this after me. Say it genuinely from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I ask you to forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save me. From today, I will serve you. I believe in you. I put all my hope in you. I put my faith in you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive you into my life. I make a vow with you that I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, get behind me. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you know your sheep and your sheep know your voice. No one can come to you except your father brings him. I pray that let your grace be upon them. Help them to be strong. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and help you to be a strong Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.